Welcome to the Lost and Transformation podcast series dedicated to the complex world of digital transformation. We feature guests from large corporations, startups, consultancies, and more to shed light on the success factors around innovation, transformation, and adjacent topics. We share firsthand insights and inspiration from experts for all the entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, and anyone curious about digital transformation. How can we best measure the success of our digital transformation efforts? We checked in with some digital leaders to find out what they recommend as best practices. And while for most of them, it's a difficult question to answer. Some would advise to measure your success based on your ability to provide better value for your customers and how technology supports you with this. Others focus on success through new value propositions that you're able to offer to your customers as a result of introducing new tech. And again, others suggest quantifying the results of your journey with a mix of both financial and behavioral metrics adjusted to each and every project. And for many, it's a lot of in-between. How do you normally measure your transformation journey? Take a listen and get inspired. It's always a million dollar question, right? And I don't think that I have a silver bullet answer to that one. But one of the things that worked well for me is to map that before and after. And it might be different range of KPIs. So what was before that you are trying to change? Or what was before that you are trying to improve? And then after, did you manage? And I think that that becomes then more tangible. It could be a process KPIs in terms of time to market, number of releases you are doing, number of faults, number of customer calls and complaints, people trying to find explanation for the stuff that you thought you did in a very well way, or number percentage of service in general. It depends literally what your before was and where you are trying to move in after. It can also be, and I think it's very important that you actually include people KPIs in terms of were they confident enough before? Are they more confident now? Can you go to the decisions faster? Can decisions be done in a faster way, but still be the right decisions with the minimum bad effect on the market? So There are certain aspects I would put it in three buckets. I would put around processes. I would put around people. And the last one, which is also very important, is the commercial. But the commercial from gaining new revenues or traffic or anything related to that, but also the cost aspect on the other side. And please bear in mind that with the digital transformation, the investments in the first two years is quite huge. But then the, how to say, the depreciation and amortization of all of those costs actually drops quite quickly because, I mean, zeros and ones are not tables and chairs. So be also aware that the model, the financial model for digital transformation is a different one. That's a really good question. <laughs> I, I think that the way that you quantify results is through the new value propositions that you're able to offer your customers that you weren't able to offer as a result of, you know, introducing new technology and new solutions. So probably an example that's been cited several times before is DBS and how it's one of the leading or the leader in digital banking in the retail space. And uh, as a Singaporean, you know, I, I looked at that and I was like, well, DBS has been around forever. No way it's a leader in that space. And then over the circuit breaker, I managed to open a, an account for my helper completely online. And I think that that's a service 
that's a customer that would have never have existed if it wasn't digitally enabled, if there wasn't a solution that sat behind that. So I think it's these kind of new offerings and new segments that you're now able to serve because of a digital transformation that is ultimately the marker of success. For me, ideally would be against a customer journey map and what are the pain points that are there and would customers come back and say, yep, if these things would happen, if it would work this way, my journey would be much better. And as a result of that, that will then lead into them not wanting to go anywhere else. They believe that that experience is better than where they can get other experiences with competitors. They'll stay. Customer lifetime value grows. And so it kind of is a cascading effect. So for me, it's really going back to customers and saying, if we were to do this, would this make your life better? Would you stick with us more? You know, And now, not, not all digital transformation is about customers and customer centricity. I, I know that a lot of it's about efficiency, but I hate the way it's almost always skewed towards efficiency of the existing business model, where sometimes the customers will be like, oh, you went through a big digital transformation. I don't see any difference in my, in my life at all. You know, I still need to call you. Yeah, now I call you and it only takes six seconds, but why do I have to call you actually in the first place? Why don't you solve the base problem, you know? So for me, it would really always, as much as possible, go back to, do we understand what value looks like for our customers? And how can technology help us to create that value? And that, for me, is really the catalyst and the viewpoint that we should be having as organizations when it comes to digital transformation or or any other type of technology being applied. It should be to make life better for the customers in some shape or form. So I think there's two things that you need to look at to really look at the quantifiable results of a digital transformation journey. The first, of course, you're not doing this for fun or sport. You're doing this because you want to have bottom line impact on the organization. And digital transformation should have lots of predictable benefits related to the productivity of some of your internal operations, your ability to provide great service to customers, et cetera. So I think you want to look at some of those quantifiable metrics that will tie to the specific financial results you have. Then I think you want to think about the specific behaviors that are required to digitally transform and find ways to measure those and see how they change. In the case of DBS, for example, there are a range of ways that they use employee engagement surveys and other things to see the degree to which people are adopting and embracing new behaviors that will be a leading indicator of some of the financial results that you will see. So I think you want both the hard financial metrics and some of the softer behavioral metrics. I think we touched upon, you know, quantifying results earlier on as well. And this actually varies according to the different projects. I think it's also important not to just have one single metric for your entire innovation initiative or entire innovation project, but rather be able to tailor for each project, what is that one metric to measure? Uh, Same thing that startups do as well. Just be sure that there's no vanity metrics. But some of the other things you can measure um, to quantify would be your customer NPS score. So let's say you're rolling out a new digitized process uh, or digitized purchasing process for your customer. What is that customer satisfaction score after you roll out that new tech tool there? It could also be new revenue streams that's generated. It could also be cost reduction. And it could also be employee satisfaction and productivity that you measure itself. But on a project-by-project basis, I think some of the things that we've seen measured uh, and we would advise would be number of POCs run, number of startups engaged, numbers of investments in startups as well. So just, you know, I think be sure to create a metric for different projects that you're running. 
So the success factors for me remain the same as you have in and let's say have had in your business so far, because as a business, your most important um, KPIs most likely are how much revenue do you generate? How much profit do you generate? How satisfied are your customers are? Um, how satisfied your employees are? Taking these four, for example. So these should be remain the same. And the reason is any transformation should not be a fancy exercise with no link to your running business it should be tightly linked to that. So any transformation should actually pay into these factors. It should pay into what makes your business successful day in, day out. These should be the same KPIs. You can use additional ones saying, I want to measure the maturity of my transformation. For example, with if I'm in a technical organization, how much agile methodology is used and how many people have been trained in these. This is a helpful KPI, but the success of a transformation for me is measured in what makes your overall business successful. It depends on what the goal of the transformation journey is. But at a high level, most digital transformation boils down to improving business performance by increasing revenue or reducing cost. For example, if you're trying to create a better client experience, ultimately, that's about generating more revenue. If you're automating a process, then that's about improving speed and efficiency, which translates into cost savings. The problem is that there are many other factors that contribute to business performance. And so how do you untangle the specific contribution of digital transformation? And that's why it's important to get really granular on the measurement down to the initiative level. Uh, what is the realized commercial impact of the portfolio that you've affected? Or perhaps earlier in time, what is the expected or forecast commercial impact of that portfolio? Well, at Bosch, for example, we have a couple of measures. First of all, uh, we defined a number of years ago the percentage of physical products which will have an interface into the digital world as a measure, right? So we said uh, by 2020, we want to have 90% of our electronic product classes enabled with a digital interface. And we achieved that. But that is only the first step, so to say, right? Now we are looking at how much additional revenue are we generating through digital services? So that's the next measure. So very concrete, and it comes in phases, right? You have to start somewhere. You have to be mindful that you also don't overreach. So the first step was just to enable our products to be able to be connected. Doesn't mean that they are connected. So the next phase is now making sure that as many of them are in effect connected and are generating additional revenue with that connectivity. And that's the phase we are currently in. The first phase took us nearly 10 years to get there, right? It takes a long time, uh, these kind of things, because obviously we are putting a couple of million devices out there every day. Uh, so lots of different things. And to go through all of these is obviously quite an effort and to provide these kind of connectivities there. But now it's uh, really about how much can we generate in terms of additional recurring. And that's another thing, right? That's another big change also right now, which is happening. In the past, we sold a thing for a certain amount of dollars, actually. Now we are looking at recurring services revenues, actually. And so that is now reflecting the change in business model more and more, actually. And so that's currently the measure we are working uh, very hard on. I think it's wide range of stuff that you can look at from financial returns on investments, the time that you take uh, to put in this digital uh, solution and how much financial returns, emotional impact on the employees itself. And I think at the end of the day, 
how ready your employees or your colleagues are with the use of these new technologies. A lot of times uh, we see companies looking at new solutions, they implement it for the good of the entire organization. But the problem is that they forget, hey, there are certain things that potentially my older employees will not be able to understand. They might need more time than is required, even though the project is two months, three months, but they might need more time than that. So can we cater for more buffer? Can we cater for more bandwidth? Can we look at the entire user experience of be it from an employee's perspective, from a consumer perspective, or from a client perspective when these solutions or these products are rolled out to different parties itself? I think if a company is still in business and successful in five years from now, would prove that they had a pretty successful journey. I think everything else is a little... I have to say, I mean, you can have uh, all kinds of targets in between, but I think uh, so many times what we saw in a lot of ways was uh, technology looking for a problem. So you can develop all kinds of skills. The key thing is that you understand what your customers want. And if you're able to kind of serve those needs and make money, that's, from my perspective, the best proof of concept. Otherwise, you can easily get lost in a, let's say, technology-focused play that rather leads to implementation of technologies, not necessarily resolution of customer problems. So I think from that perspective, I would say if you can, if you're successful in the market, then most likely you're successful with digital transformation. Thank you for listening to this episode of Lost in Transformation. If you enjoy our podcast, please subscribe to our channel and leave us a review on iTunes. Join us next time for another episode of our podcast. Thank you.